The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Ho, 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 geeks. Welcome to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. Tonight, we are celebrating the holidays in the best way possible. We're jingling our bells all over your chins, talking about Hallmark holiday movies. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we <laughs> actually watched some Hallmark holiday classics getting ready for this episode. We one whole movie the, and then several trailers. Several trailers. That uh, The funny thing is, if you don't want to actually watch a Hallmark movie, literally every single trailer we saw told the whole story. You saw like the climax and the conclusion. Not that these things are exactly uh, hard to figure out. Or like hidden. Like, like it was all. just, it was kind of amazing that it was like, you wouldn't even have to watch the movie to know what the fuck was happening. Yeah, no, you can kind of guess it from at least a good idea of what's happening by the uh, by the from the get go yeah. on these things. It's and fantastic. always they have like the end credit scene, like the end scene of like whoever is going to get together in the end. They're always kissing at the end of the trailer. Absolutely. It's like it's like it fucking like. Where's the suspense, man? Yeah, well, that's the like, thing. It's like, I think... Where is this? Like, Hallmark knows what product they have. Everyone that's knows... That's very true. There isn't one really fucked up Hallmark movie where at the end, <laughs> like, the dude's like, no, that's you That's what I me- want. I want a fucked up Hallmark movie where at the very end, the rich dude who's ruining Christmas gets the girl. I want one. And the dude is like, but I've learned a valuable life lesson. so like, much. As he gets on a train and just, like, rides the fuck away. Yes, absolutely. Not a plane. A train. It's unbelievably tragic. <laughs> just, yeah. And it builds up perfectly where you think it's going to go exactly how every single Hallmark right. movie goes. And then and just, it just this doesn't. hard it just turn. It just doesn't. Yes, absolutely. That's what I want. So before we get into uh, the rest of this episode, I got to do introductions here. Uh, with me tonight talking about our own Hallmark movies. The way we're doing it, we're going to be pitching an idea for an original Hallmark-style holiday classic so these aren't movies that are out there we aren't rebooting or remaking anything we're i guess we're we're reimagining a the hallmark trope mo- the, the, the trope, trope of hallmark movies yes yes so you you can get the same stuff with like lifetime movies or under this super cheesy cookie cutter holiday movies so that's what we're kind of focusing on and to help me along with this uh voyage of festivity <laughs> is uh becca is here Hi, I love Christmas a whole lot. You do you? I do. Are you I love Christmas. Big old Christmas nerd. I love holidays. Okay. I love holidays a lot. Like Arbor Day, you get fucking. Yeah, I get fucking wild. You take out for your, your smallest Groot action figures like, and just I'm like just go to like, town. I'm ready. Okay. I love holidays. I don't know why. I love no. I know why. I love holidays for the simple joy that like kids give holidays, and that's the one thing I look forward to every year. Where it's like I love Halloween. But I love Halloween because of the simple joy of kids getting, like, dressed up. Like, my favorite thing was drive through my neighborhood and just seeing kids dressed up. 
Like, that's it. Oh, yeah. No, I love Halloween for that. Halloween, like, could be, like, the shittiest day of the entire year. But if I get to see, like, kids dressed up having a good time, it's the best. See, I think I'd really prefer the holidays where I can dress fucking ridiculous. So, Halloween's on the top. Right. Also, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I like yeah. horror movies and creepy stuff, too. I don't so. know why, but kids having a good time always makes me feel better. But also, Fourth of July has been a big one for me in recent years, too. And I think... You could get fucking wasted. Well, also, I think more so, well, or equally so, is dressing fucking America as shit. <laughs> Like, it's so PBR hats all over the fucking PBR place. PBR hats, like, like, American flag bandanas, American flag sunglasses, <laughs> and board shorts, and just everybody's going, America, fuck yeah. And it's just utterly ridiculous, and it's complete <laughs> satire. Like, with, right. with my friends, we're, we're not, you know, anti-patriotic necessarily, but but we're not, we're not the, like... We're not pro-government. Yeah, we're not, like, you know, love it or leave it, you know, we're not... <laughs> we're not, we're not pro-government. Yeah, no, no, we're not pro-government, we're, we're also not, like... Anti-American. At a strong, yeah, not anti-American. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. So, so yeah, I think it's just dressing up weirdly, and so I, I need that's to get like more. That's like the secret for you to is like dress up. Yeah, I think I think that's really what it is. So the the just problem dress up like a holiday elf in Christmas. Well, the thing is, ugly Christmas sweaters. It's already a thing. I have I like I have my like I have my Darth Vader one, and I love it so much your Darth Vader one besides the your, your it's like a dress on me and I like it's like too big you've got part of a lightsaber that's a little faulty and it's like one out like right where the nipple should be yeah. but the entire rest of the sweater is lit up perfectly yeah and it's like I it's fantastic I don't know what the fuck to do with that because like you can't change the battery <laughs> no and you can't and you wash can't, it. Like, it you can't wear the sweater so you're like what do I do do I just keep wearing this, even though it's like at one like one faulty nipple, or do you just like let go of it? Uh, you know what? Sometimes even with a faulty nipple, you gotta hang on. That's just <laughs> how it works. That's honestly where I'm at. I'm like, and I can't like I can't wash it until all of them die. Yeah. Because then then all of them will die. Yeah, and you don't want to preemptively kill your lightsabers. Right. Yeah. yeah. You you want to keep them all. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so you're a big fan of Christmas. I'm really. I used to be very bah humbug years ago with Christmas. My family knows this that I wasn't right. I, it, it's not that I would refuse to celebrate or anything to that degree, but I was just, I didn't really get into the spirit of it because I was really sick of the consumerism and, and the kind of everybody going batshit. Well, I think Christmas. a part of it is also like my family has like fairly hard stance, like Christmas traditions mm -hmm. that are like, even if like I show up Christmas day, they're still happening. Okay. Like they're like that, like hard stance where I've shown up like, at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve and mom has still been like, the elves came with your pajamas because you weren't <laughs> here. Because it's a tradition in my family that the elves bring you when you go to church, because my family is so religious, um, that you, when you go to church, the elves bring your pajamas while you're at church as a way of like convince us to leave the house when we were kids. See, other people, the and elves are just so, in the house fucking spying on them like no, creeps. And no, my mom was like, they bring you pajamas if you go to church. Like, good child. And like, so I'll show up at like 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And mom will be like, the elves brought you like pajamas because you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure shit. They'll be like pajamas on like my chair because my sister and I both have separate chairs. Okay. Where my sister gets one, like she gets her shit on oh, one chair, geez. and I get my shit on the other chair, and like they don't switch ever. It is never like a switcheroo. This is the whitest shit it ever. Really is. <laughs> it is like some nonsense. Yeah. But no, you know the, the thing is that yeah. I'm so making I think fun, that's it. But... I think I think that literally is it. I think it's just like that hard like line with Christmas traditions. Where and it's as like... much as I'm a cynic about stuff and jaded and everything, the cheesiness that goes along with stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta appreciate it a little bit, right? I mean, that's it's fun. I yeah. My family, we do. Uh, we still put out like we still put out. Uh, I think we still do. 
uh, carrots for the reindeer. Oh, nice. By the fireplace. Because growing up, my mom was like, you can't just feed Santa Claus. You got to feed the reindeer. What I've liked in recent years is that with my family, we used to do big Christmas dinners and we do like a ham or something. And we still do occasionally. But um, a lot of years we end up doing a big breakfast after everything is said and done. And then in the evening, because everybody's tired, you know, and, and the kids aren't don't want to sit down for any real length of time. People are playing with their stuff. We do this big spread. We get like lunch meats and cheeses and veggie platters and all this like stuff you could pick at all night. And then we just keep going and we hang out and we watch Christmas movies and we hang oh, see, out. So like and... my family tradition is that like we go and we open presents on Christmas Day and we have to do it in a certain order where it's like Catherine and I open gifts on like the same amount ratio mm-hmm. because one of us can't have like more gifts than the other. So it has to be like the same ratio. Yeah. And then my parents will open up their gifts like sparingly in between there. But and then uh, my sister and I will get into a fight about something. Last year, it was about Star Wars. It was almost a fist fight. It was fine. And then my mom <laughs> will make a giant breakfast. And then we'll go, like, usually, because I don't think they're releasing a Star Wars this year. No. Nope. Usually, like, for the past couple of years, it's been that we will go, like, on Christmas Day, go see the Star Wars. Now you can go see Aquaman. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And actually, I heard Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is fantastic. Yeah, so. no, that one I will go see. Yeah. But, like, usually it's, like, we'll go see whatever the new Star Wars movie is. Yeah. And then, um, you know, after that, we'll have, like, our Christmas dinner and, like, everything like that. But, yeah, that's usually the way it goes. Okay. Is that, like, open presents, everything has to be equal. And then Catherine and I will get into a huge fight. And then Mom will just make breakfast. This is where I'm glad that, like, <laughs> I had a sister. So it was, like, a brother-sister situation. Because my friends that are, like, dude that had a brother or a lady that had a sister... They just fucking fight constantly, <laughs> like just nonstop. And it's not that my sister and I don't. We definitely do. Right. But it's not to the same degree, I think, as a lot of other siblings my do. My sister and I are just like too much alike. That's, I think, what it is, too. It's with like all my she other and friends. I are like too much of know-it-alls. Yeah. Where it's like, There's a lot of I'm well actually happening. Yeah, like I'm a know-it-all and she's a know-it-all. And then you have like two like fighting oh know-it-alls. I, I want to see. And you- it is. Too much. I want to see you and your sister mansplaining to each other. I really want. Oh that. my god, it is too much. Oh, wow, that's it is, fantastic. It is entirely too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about our families. We got to talk about uh, the family togetherness that happens on Hallmark movies. So we're going to do things a little bit differently than a normal smack my pitch up, uh, because Hallmark movies themselves are fucking ridiculous on their own right for most of the time there's no reason to do a thing that might actually work and then a ridiculous one because they're ridiculous on their own they're ridiculous on their own honestly we are adapting our own stories these are original ideas that we had for hallmark movies and we're casting the characters that we created in these uh things and we're going to kind of just develop the story for each other as we go along and then we'll collaborate on a little story uh, after we're done with our own personal Rest. ones, so do you want to go first? Um, you want to go uh, first? If, if you want me to go first, or, or you can go first, whatever you want. Um, I'll go first. Okay, uh, yeah. Daring, um, I like it. I, yeah, mine is Christmas in Castine. Castine is a. I googled this. Castine is a small town in Maine with a thousand people. Okay. So it's a perfect setting. Perfect setting. Perfect setting. It's always a small town. It's always a small town. Or the suburbs of a big city, you know. That involves uh, John Bernthal, who is the Punisher. Oh, yeah. As uh, the disgruntled veteran that has to return home to take care of his uh, orphaned brother, Noah uh, Noah from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So he's like thinking about his life and he's thinking about like what he has to do to like make it happen. And he's taking a job with like this like sketchy business dude. And the John Barathol is. Yeah. Okay. He's taking a job with this like sketchy business dude. And he's like out like having like thought provoking thing. And he runs into a girl who is uh, Kristen Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm in. You got. Yeah. <laughs> I love the good place and, who and is, literally uh, anything she's ever done. Her dog, who is one of the earbuds, whichever one is alive. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know which one's alive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which iteration of earbuds is still alive. They're on like Airbud the 16th yeah, or something. Whatever. Yeah. Whichever one is still alive. Um. So she's walking her dog. She runs into him, and she owns a small little shop in the middle of town that is at like the most like profitable spot. So you know this. Wealthy business owner that uh, he works for, who is Robin Thomas, who you might remember as the mayor from Halloween Town. Okay. Yeah, that All villain. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to buy up this entire town so he can make a huge mall. Gotcha. So she's like the last holdout. Okay. Small little little shop. Small little shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the shop thing going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, like, she literally runs into him. They have the entire tumble in the snow. Snow, what does the shop do? What's the. Uh, You know, it just. It's just a. Knickknacks. Knickknacks and things. (laughs) It's like things made out of, like. It literally is useless. It's the most useless one of those shops that, like. In the entire world. Like a, a. It has no purpose. Like, wife whose kids have left the nest and doesn't have anything to right, do and just correct. makes like little reindeer out of the little clothes correct but she's making a like living that. off of it making a living because you know a city of a thousand people just <laughs> listen this is a hallmark movie absolutely that, this is but i'm saying that's why it works yep. because that would super not last in a town no. that small god no but that's the perfect plot hole but for a hallmark movie perfect. yeah absolutely yeah. so she literally runs into him and he's like bah humbug about christmas he didn't like christmas doesn't no like the chrysler okay doesn't like the uh, doesn't like anything. So uh, she has to slowly convince him to fall in love with Christmas until it's revealed that he works for this this mogul who's trying to buy up her store. Okay. And he she feels so betrayed. And in between that, she's like written him a little letter, a little Christmas letter, a little like happy well, holiday yeah, to yeah, yeah. that she will no longer give to him until the dog and the kid conspire. Oh my goodness! Him, yes, no, and you gotta have bring him you have the, the letter he, of Christmas joy, and you gotta have the moment where the kid is like sitting on the floor and he looks the dog directly in the eyes, like we've got to fix this. And the dog's we gotta, like, rup, yeah, rup. it's fucking Airbuds. So yeah, he knows right. what the fuck to say. Like, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, <laughs> so they basically like find a way to get this letter to dude, right? Right, and then he's like, "Oh man, I'm missing the joy of Christmas." So he quits his job, which like shuts down all of production because he's the hinging factor yeah for all of this for everything obviously yeah, yeah. obviously he's the linchpin that keeps right. this thing together and yeah. um yeah he saves christmas for this entire small town excellent and her oh beautiful right Yay. i was like wow like that's a beautiful story about love <laughs> and friendship <laughs> and it's hitting all the major tropes there's the tiny shop there's right. the corporate takeover mm-hmm. there's the little kid there's always at least one, one little, little kid. kid one little kid and it's always like, like he chose noah because he's most he's will and stranger things okay and so he has like the most innocent he does like, have a very he, innocent like, yeah, deal he's yeah. the one that always falls prey you need to the like precocious literally everything yeah very precocious but like cute and innocent kind of little kid yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, obviously, Airbud. Airbud. You got to have a dog Listen, or a cat. 
or something. Maybe he needs to do like some cool basketball shit. I like in that between you there. Up, you looked up an actual town. Like that was the thing <laughs> that you wanted to make sure you had like some re- real legitimate like base for all this other stuff. You're like, fuck it, who cares? Knickknack shop wouldn't work in this sto- town, but you know what? The town's fucking real. Like you had to make sure there was some <laughs> real genuine research and basis for where this this town came from. I appreciate you for that. And you, I was you're, doing, were you looking at populations? Were you looking at populations of like first a thousand good? Like, I was six, in like Maine. I was like, yeah. what 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 town has like the smallest population? And that one had like two hundred twenty like something, but it, like the town was impossible to say. So I was like, that's not marketable. So I was like, mm, maybe bump it up a little bit. Yeah. A thousand is fine. And in Hallmark movies, there are literally three locations that they're filmed in. It's like New York City. Right. And this one is like right on like one little coast of Maine. Yep. And then there's a small, so, yeah, small little, little coastal town in Maine. Small New England town kind of deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or the South, but not the South. Like it's just a very light drawl that everybody has. <laughs> Nobody it's, has that deep. Nobody has that deep Southern accent. Nobody sounds like they're fucking from the Creole in Louisiana. Yeah, like. no, no, they're just like very light. Because uh, you, have to, put, you would there, have to put but, like you'd have to put subtitles, and like yeah. that would be too much work. It's this vague sort of Southern. Right. It's like accent. they say y'all, but like it's not real. If you want like a, a major uh, motion picture that follows this kind of trope, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, starring Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> very much has that like. Wait, is that the one with um? I've the only rem- part I remember is that she was in a bar and her friend came in from high school and had a baby and she's like, "You're in a bar with a baby," and was like mortified. And I'm like, "It's a fucking restaurant, bitch! <laughs> like, there's people just having dinner with their families here." Like, honestly, relax. that seems like accurate from what I remember of that movie. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. So, research in the town. That you got me beat on that. I don't have a specific. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was googling it because I was like, it has to be like a good like town. Yeah, like it has a town, to be correct. Town. Okay. It has to be like a place that gets a lot of snow, just in case they get snowed in in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it has to be someplace where it's like plausible for them to get snowed in. And I was like, Maine. Yeah. Maine is definitely the place for that. Okay. Okay. I went uh, a little bit different with mine. Ooh, all right. But uh but I think I think it works the way that I did this. So the name of my film is Silver Bell. B E L L E. I hate it already. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> I feel like I I it's fucking bad. Hate it. Yeah, this is gonna be bad. So basically you've got the the standard trope of uh there's the this strong independent businesswoman that uh, works in a big city. Uh, right, and she has north. to come home. She has to come home. Her uh, father uh, and mother ran a B&B in their small southern town uh, for okay. years, but okay. the mother years before passed, and the father's been running the place on his own for a while, and uh, and he had a fall. He had a fall down the stairs. Now, um, the daughter's name is Silver, and uh, she's going to be played by Lacey... Uh, Who Ch- the fuck named her Silver, though? Um, actually, the joke is that their uh her dad's childhood dog was named silver uh, or they called so him he, silver street he he named her after a dog which is just for me as an indiana jones fan uh because that is yeah literally the dumbest thing i've ever heard of happening. it works for i want you to know i just want you to know that that is literally the dumbest thing I've honestly ever the only reason for that is that i wanted her name to be something that kind of turned into that christmas. turned into the title christmas. Like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I can see what you're going yeah there. yeah all right, so so dad takes a spill. Uh, he's been running the B and B by himself mostly. Did he fall for down a while. the stairs? Uh, just down the stairs. He breaks a leg. Like the like the front steps or like the main steps. The steps inside the house. 
like that's a concussion. Well, no, like, <laughs> like just he gets a broken leg. Like he's he's no, just. No, I would say like the like I would say the front steps while they're snowy. It's the south, and that'll come in later. Wait, wait for all it. Right, wait, right. For it. You're, right. you're jumping ahead. Let <laughs> I'm me sorry. Get... I'm sorry. So, um, the the father, uh, who's just dad in this, I wanted some kind of like kind of like stodgy kind of bigger gentleman to play and i checked and he's still alive uh george went who was norm and shears is gonna be the father <laughs> so codgery big dude you can see him like sneaking cigars with his friends down at the vfw you know right like that, yeah that kinda, I, I would like him that, yeah, yeah he, i'd want to be his friend he's that like playful old codger where he's kind of a dick but in that lovable way where right you adore i would be his friend yeah, yeah yeah and so uh Silver goes into town to kind of help her father out while uh, he's recovering because, you know, things are tight. And the last thing that he really has from his wife is this B&B that he lives in and you know, they, they did together and she doesn't want him to lose the place. But the problem is, is she's got uh, a big client that she's trying to uh, work through. She's a lawyer in, right. in town okay. and she's this, this lawyer that's doing a bunch of lawyery things very vague lawyery things and there's this client that she's trying to like get all the stuff together and she doesn't have a lot of time so she's bringing her work with her and as she goes there uh she meets this handyman uh that uh, helps around town and ha- has helped her dad out a whole lot he's been really helpful in recent years and it turns out to be a dude josh that she went to high school with years ago and uh they were in different groups she was kind of like the cheerleader type and he was kind of like the the skateboard kind of like not burnout kid. He wasn't like a weed smoker type, but he was just like he was a skater boy. He listened, she said, "See you, see you later." Get boy. out! Just we're done. We're done. We we are done with the episode. Doesn't thou quote Avril Lavigne in my presence? So at first she's like, "Oh yeah, you got the local burnout to like help around the house and stuff." But it turns out that like he's done really well for himself. He. Um, has stayed in town because he's got an older uh, father that he uh, helped take care of as well. And he also got married, had a kid, and unfortunately his wife passed. Um, she died of cancer. And and so he's been raising this daughter on his own. And, you know, she's, you know, her, the grandfather, the dad of, of Silver, uh, watches the kid occasionally where he's working on other stuff. And they kind of right. help each other out and they become actually very good friends. And um, Silver's dad is friends with Josh's dad at the VFW where they go sneak cigars yeah, together. Yeah, sneak and cigars and like drink a shit ton of whiskey yeah. on like the cheap. Yes, yeah. Although, of course, it's a Hallmark thing so there's no talk of booze or anything. It's just alluded to. It's just like it's special just, eggnog. It's just, no, it's just them pouring like little things of Coke into glasses. Into glasses, yeah. Like that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's, all, that's it all it is. Yeah. It's just Coke. And if you see a cigar, it's like not even out of the wrapper. It's just no, like there. It's, it's not even lit. <laughs> no. like. <laughs> so uh, she uh, at first is, of course, perfectly annoyed by Josh. He seems to just make himself at home, why don't you, around the BMB uh, that she, you know, partially grew up in. So she's taken real offense to this dude just being so familiar with her family home. And right. stuff, and he knows stuff about her life that she's never told him because, of course, the dad's bragging about her all the time. He knows big, fa- fancy daughter in the city kind of deal, and he's giving her a hard time, and he's clearly working on a different speed than she is, and it's that whole butting heads, right? You know, he's living a much simpler life, but also on the same end, you know, uh, the daughter is like really well adjusted and super smart, and the daughter really, it's that simple life that Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie the, that they were looking yeah, for. They, oh, they were looking okay, for. Okay, first Avril. Like... <laughs> That's two times. <laughs> Listen, the daughter uh, Josh's kid is named Noel because, of course, she is, 
And uh, she's going to be played by Pixie Davies, who was the strong girl in Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Extraordinary Children. She was like the little, the little girl oh that was like God. super strong. <laughs> and she's adorable as shit. No, she is. Yeah. But like, that was a terrible movie. That was a great... Oh, shut up. No, that it was, was so terrible. That was movie was edited terribly. It, it wasn't perfect, but I very much enjoyed no, it. No, like that, like their entire like, like the way they talked was edited so terribly. Whatever. I enjoyed it. <laughs> You're quoting fucking Avril Lavigne and have the gall to give me shit about mentioning Miss Peregrine. Oh. Listen, some of us have class. Here. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I'll tell you. See you later, boy. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I forgot to mention Josh, the handyman, the love Ooh. interest. Okay. Uh, played by Nicholas Brandon who was Xander in Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series. Wow. He's You're had... going to bring up some dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, as uh, a perky love interest. Also, the ages don't match at all. Yeah. Like, uh, that's which, totally incorrect. Silver is Lacey Chabert, who played Gretchen in Mean Girls. Yeah. Like, that is incorrect. Like, But that's Hallmark movie. Wait, no. That would be Rachel McAdams. No, no, no. Uh, she she played the other girl. Gretchen was the uh, dark-haired girl. Oh, Gretchen was the one that uh, whose father invented uh, Pop-Tarts. Was that what it was? Yes. Okay. All right. But yeah, she's the Gretchen love interest. Gretchen Wieners. Um, then, of course, uh, Silver already has a boyfriend that of actually works in the same firm as she does. And they've both been kind of going towards uh, getting a partner position, which has been a strain on the relationship. And uh, as things are moving yeah, forward, he's going to win. Well, as things are moving forward, uh, he's talking to her on the phone about, you know, she's you know missing a lot of work and, you know, she and she's saying she can stay on top of it from remotely uh, that she'll get into town before the big court case. And as things move forward, um, she's also got a sassy friend played by uh, Yara uh, Shahidi, who plays Zoe on Blackish. You need the sassy black friend. Oh, right. Yeah, you absolutely, oh, have, absolutely, to absolutely have to have a sassy yeah. black friend. Like when we, when we were watching uh, the trailer for uh, Christmas Mail. The sassy black friend. The sassy black friend you that have to. saves the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. So um, so she's trying to tell her, I was like, you know, I never liked him. You know, the shitty boyfriend who's played by Macaulay Culkin. So uh, I, f- I figured give him an evil part. He hasn't been evil really since The Good Son, I think. So. Fucking party monster, though. Oh, party monster, yeah, but he was just misunderstood. Fucking party monster, how <laughs> <Hobbit? laughs> That's fair. That is fair. So, it all amasses that. Uh, how could you forget? I know. Party monster. I, know. I feel ashamed. Uh, everything I'm gonna amasses fight. to. I'm gonna fight you. There's a major Christmas ball that occurs um, on Christmas this Eve every year. Very involved. Yeah, very this involved. I, like, I thought about this at length. You, like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to give you, like, the, like, skeleton of, like, a story. Yeah. And then we can, like, come up with something yeah, outside yeah. of that. And you were like, no, I'm going to tell you everything about this fucking story. I got the shit down. <laughs> it's the annual Christmas ball that happens um, on Christmas Eve. And during the Christmas ball, they uh, raise money for, um, you know, different charities around town by having a bachelor auction. So um, they have a heart-to-heart after she finds out a little bit more about Josh's wife dying and that he's been raising the daughter on his own. And she has a good day with the daughter beforehand. So there's this like closeness with the daughter right? and that whole thing. And uh, she starts to see Josh is more than just like the local burnout dude that he's actually really smart. And he gave up a, a really like promising career in the city to like help take care of his dad and to give his daughter um, kind of a more like rural upbringing that isn't the hustle and bustle of the city in a town that he really appreciated growing up in and stuff. So, 
So he's just a down-to-earth guy that money isn't everything, and she's coming from the other end. And so the Christmas ball happens, um, which her father has always been a major part of um, because it takes place right nearby the Airbnb. Uh, but it happens to take place at the same um, on the same day as the court case because it's a Hallmark movie. The court case clearly takes place on Christmas Eve. Um, that is definitely how that happens. So she ends up basically the, the boyfriend comes into town to see what the fuck is going on and has a confrontation with Josh um, after he's trying to basically drag Silver back into the big city. And she's like, you know, you can take care of it on your own. And Josh, uh, after he says something really shitty to Silver, Josh punches him in the face, punches Macaulay Culkin in the face <laughs> and says, I'm sorry. I apologize. Immediately. He's like, How I apologize. How long have you been dreaming about like punching Macaulay Culkin in the Actually, face? Actually, I've got no issue with Macaulay Culkin whatsoever. You, so. you wouldn't want to punch him in the face? Not you really. Want, like one solid like boom. No, I've got no issue. Like Shia Douche, maybe. But like, I'd... oh, see, if it was, if it was Shia LaBeouf, you'd be like, Shia would be a good evil boyfriend in this. See, too. there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. A little closer in age, too. Macaulay Culkin's got him beat by a few years. Yeah, you yeah. should run like a Shia LaBeouf. I mean, you, we, then we he would have like, then he would have like had like that like punching fantasy. Well, and, like, he also built has in. that anger thing that he could do. Oh yeah, like so, that's just screaming. Like, yeah, do it. But he's on a super downhill slope. But I don't think he's Hallmark movie level yet. Mm, what major feature has he been in since Transformers? No. Which was you know, uh, Fury. He was in Fury, the tank movie. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic film. Was it? Yes. With Brad Pitt. Was it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to take your advice after you shat all over Miss <laughs> Peregrine. I'm just saying the editing for Miss Peregrine's, uh, like, talking points So were not great. Moving forward with my story, because I'm almost done. Uh, she decides that, you know what, that she's been obviously focusing on the wrong things, that maybe sticking around a little bit longer and helping her dad get the b&b to where it used to be you know and and kind of stick around in town and her sassy friend ends up being like i'm not gonna actually do an impression because that'd be awful but basically (laughs) uh girl if you if you need help setting up your own business in because she's going over the tax stuff for her dad stuff and she's like i need to fix this shit you know and just kind of doing the daughter deal uh she's like i'll come help you and uh then the ball happens and she ends up like buying josh on the bachelor auction to help raise charity and stuff and then, uh, but she comes in like all dramatic right before he gets sold to like a girl that's super interested in him through the whole movie, dressed in like a gout. Yeah, that has to be um, the mayor's daughter who has like a shit ton of money. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It has to be like somebody who's like super pretty and blonde because they're always blonde. Always blonde. Always blonde. Yeah. It has to be somebody that's like and super pretty and blonde. For some reason, and I think it's kind of shitty. Super rich. I think that like. It's shitty that I've noticed this in movies that the like really like mean girl that's like really spiteful and shitty to people tends to have a bigger nose. Like they cast a tiny bit, yeah. Uh, they, like yeah, cast yeah. women that have like not a not a super massive nose, but like, just a I could more, never I can never be a mean girl in a, a movie because I have the like I have the little like the button little button nose. I got a little button nose too. Yeah, like pug nose. Like I could never be a mean girl in a movie. Yeah, like. All I wanted to be growing up was mean girl in a movie. Strong guys have I like the big nostrils one. and and mean girls have the like sharp nose. Yep. And so be a, a, a Yeah, it has lady to be like the very like bird nose. Kind of bird nose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I always thought that was just a weird choice that that's how it, it's almost like I wonder if it's because when you see them like it's very shitty, but when you see them like from the front, 
it looks very symmetrical for the face because the way that you're viewing the nose yeah versus you seeing them from the side so a lot of times when you're seeing them in other scenes you're seeing them from the side but like the first time you look at them when you're like oh wow that girl is so pretty you're looking at them from from like a frontal view and so because that nose is very symmetrical that like your first impression is wow that girl is so pretty and it's supposed to be like you kind of like realizing her faults through the movie as she like slowly shows a side profile oh, like like i i kind of wonder if I it's just like always... that kind of like nonsense i don't want to give enough credit to like people to do that but like well i think i always thought that it was that they wrinkle their noses a lot throughout the movie being like super disapproving and so if you just have more space more coverage for the <laughs> nose wrinkling i don't know i can wrinkle my nose like i'm not very good at wrink- i'm trying mm, i'm trying this is great for an audio podcast <laughs> I can I can do like the bunny twitch with my nose. I I get to see the yeah, but your eyebrows are doing like a weird twitchy thing too. So it just looks like you're having a like a spasm, <laughs> you're having a face spasm. That's what I do when I want to be attractive. Is you do you have a face spasm? <laughs> That's how I get boys. <laughs> how you get all, all the men. That's how I get hit me up on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get boys. As your face just is having a fit. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're being hit. <laughs> if you're in Richmond, hit me up. Looks like you're being hit by a taser. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a come hither. That's a come somewhere look. I don't know about hither, but <laughs> listen. If you want a girl that looks like she's been hit by a taser before, <laughs> hit me. I'm gonna get the weirdest messages on this episode, dude. Into like into taser play, it's like yeah, found a girl. Hit me up. <laughs> so basically, at the end of the movie, when he like comes down from the stage and it's just like they had been playing with you know flirtatious and stuff like that, but there was never like a full moment. He looks at her and he's like, "Oh, look at you, you're gorgeous," and holds up his hand and she like spins around for him and he's like, "You really are." the bell of the ball and, and, God, like, and then i'm gonna fight you and then <laughs> and then they they like hold hands and laugh and then they look over and the daughter is like sitting in a chair with, with like sipping on a soda and she's just like grinning at him and just so happy that they're like together and then they laugh and then silver bell comes across the screen and then credits i'm fucking done with this <laughs> <laughs> You thought you were gonna have fun on this. It's just pure torture. Never mind. No, that's actually like I would. I would watch that Hallmark movie. It's, I would. I, but it's such a tropey Hallmark movie. But that's kind of the point: is that you can't go right. too far off the uh, the beaten path. Like mine was like a little far off from like the characters, but like. But yours was still pretty on point. Yeah. Now, what would you add to yours a little bit? Because you had... Ooh, you would need the sassy black friend because you have to have that racist element of, like, all black people in your town are sassy. And there's only one. Yeah, there's only there's one. There's, like, only one They black are very sassy. In, and they are... They, they are, have nothing else to give the story other than their sass. And not behaving, uh, like, multiculturally whatsoever. They're, right. Besides just the, like, girl. Like, that's girl, the one like, thing that's yeah, allowed. Like, the, oh, they also have to be involved in some sort of makeover scene. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, before the ball, she's yes. got to get done up, and yep. she doesn't but have anything. But by the black friend, because black friends are the only ones that have fashion. Oh no, 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 no! I got it. The black friend doesn't work at the firm. She's actually in town and was her old high school friend, and she owns a gown shop across the street. Right. Yes. Across there the street we go. from the yeah, from the B&B. because you like literally your only like black friends are things that you can use. 
Yes, that's clearly. it. That's they, it. That's not, all they have the purpose not for. Real characters in their own right. No, I'm trying to think of would? like what trailers did we see with actual like like African American people in it? No, there was the one we saw the Christmas globe that it was like the woman gets. Oh, and it was the like the dude from the from the, Scrubs. From Scrubs. Yeah. So we saw one out of the ten that we watched. <laughs> they did yeah. ten different trailers to see if we could find a movie that we wanted to watch before doing this. So we had one. It was a challenge, but again, also there. Like that was that's kind of amazing to me. I it kind of makes sense to me because like, if we're talking in generalizations, there's a very specific swath of people that are watching Hallmark holiday movies. Oh, that's very true. It's very like white women who are drinking and have no idea what to do with them. That's why, like, I would be a terrible housewife. Now, I did see when we were going through there were a number of of uh like tropey, super crazy tropey. Christmas movies with a predominantly black cast, but there's not a whole lot of like mixture in between. Right. Yeah. It's like, there's like, I don't know. That's such a weird thing to realize. Like, I feel like that was such a real, like weird realization that we came to. It's kind of upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is there no crossover? What happens? Like I've been to small towns. There is more than one sassy black friend. There's usually multiple sassy black friends. I but always like, sassy. Never not sassy. Oh, yeah. They have to be sassy. Never bookish. Never No, never like of, anything outside of like... Out of stereotypes. Quiet norm, no, like no. whatever. I think, you, I think you need to develop a little bit more with like what the corporation is and what the shop is in yours. Not necessarily... Yeah. In, not in necessarily storyline because it doesn't need to... It can be it vague as fuck. It doesn't matter. But, yeah. but at least with the signage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what sign do they pan through? Are they like, trying to take it over because it's competition or taking it over because they just want the spot? They want the spot because okay. it's like a... They're going to turn into like a super mall. Okay. So it's not like you've got mail where they're he gonna, works like, for the no, big, no, major bookstore. And... Like they're going to turn into a super mail, like super mall for the entire area. Okay. A, su- a like, super mall in 2018. Yes. Because... You know how we're all itching for malls. Listen, malls in, are still a valuable resource in Hallmark movies. Clearly. Have you watched a Hallmark movie? They're still valuable resources still, in Hallmark movies. Really? <laughs> so apparently our answering machines? Yeah, like we watched one. Like we watched one trailer where it was like in 2018 where some dude had a like manual voice machine. Yeah, like I think it was called an answering machine is what we used to call them Ooh. back in my day. Ooh, boy. Yeah. So he saw a landline. That's just called limited budget and and, <laughs> and writers that are but way also, older than the characters they're writing. But he also had a cell phone. So like, what was the point? Uh, basically, the writers were probably twenty five years older than the characters they were writing, and so this they just nonsense. wrote in an answering machine, not even thinking about it. And then later, they're like, "Fuck it, we don't. We're doing thirty five of these movies this year." <laughs> Fuck it. This living room is being used for in four other movies. Also, so. they were in Southern California and they were in coats. Oh, but that's the other thing is like at the end also. And that's some nonsense. There's some like. As it make me fucking And this person might be the first snow that we've had in, in 35 years. Um, oh, because they're in like Southern California? No, no. Um, mine in is in the, in the South. Mine is in the South. I was thinking actually Virginia, but like over toward a little closer to West Virginia um, area. So they a little closer to the mountains. All the time. No, but I mean like not like s- South part, but not in the mountain regions. They get snow all the time. That's like where I grew up. Like okay, so Tennessee or something. Where it's not. It gets snow all the time. Okay, well, basically somewhere in the south. Alabama is where I'm, you're looking. Okay, for. Alabama, like northern Alabama, maybe. No. They get snow. Southern Alabama. No, I want a place that believably it could snow, but it just hasn't in a while. Maybe parts of Georgia. Yeah, I guess like northern parts of Georgia. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay, I don't know. Some 
in the in the not normally snows, but it's not. Yeah, super you're like crazy. mentioning like where I grew up, and you're like, it doesn't snow that snow there out in like that part of Virginia. And I'm like, it. I mean, it snows here. So it, what am I talking about? It yeah. does. Okay, so the South where it doesn't normally snow, but they're like, we might get our first snow in 35 years, and that's like a thing. Do you like South Carolina? South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Where okay. it's like, it can maybe, but also could be too warm. Yeah. Okay, so South Carolina. Yeah, that's like believable. Okay. I believe that it would snow in South Carolina at some point. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So so basically, further south than I was originally planning because duh. Watch, some person's gonna comment. They're gonna be like, "It's never snowed in South Carolina." Ever. Y'all are, y'all are fucking idiots. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. <laughs> but that's the big thing is that like you know on Christmas Eve is all this. Christmas pageantry is going. It starts snowing. It's as, magic. As she realizes it's, it's magic. magic. You gotta have that magic element. It's magic. The magic of Christmas. It was just there's show always, palm trees with snow on them. There's always something that's like a kind of a magical happenstance thing that happens in these movies that kind of is like a symbol of like there's some I don't know. It, it's not God. It's more like I don't know. Ghost Santa is in the background, just like ma- ghost making things, Santa. making things work in such a way because it's the spirit of Christmas, and you know things are magical in that time of year. And so there's always something just suggesting that, just a little bit, just like a tiny bit, tiny yeah, tiny yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got to make sure to have that too. So mashups is the next uh, Ooh, part. All right, of this. I'm ready. So. For we have this, to combine like certain parts of our stories. Yeah, we. But what we're gonna do for this is that you know in all of geekdom, there's all these different uh, universes to choose from, whether it be you know the universe in Star Wars, or in Marvel Comics or DC Comics or Han Solo, um, Transformers, or and you can use the characters in those stories or just use the universe that it's set in as a back piece. Han Solo uh, is always my answer. Han Solo is always your answer. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're creating a hallmark tropey hallmark movie in. When I, whatever universes we choose to base it in. So San, Ho, San Holo, is that your... Han Solo. No, licensing. San Holo. San Holo? Yes. So a Star Wars uh, Hallmark yes, movie is yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. I would be all right with that. Okay. Now, what would you do, though? Would would it be like the story of Leia Listen, and no, Han? No, no, no. Or... No, no, no. You'd have Boba Fett, who's your bad boy. Your bad boy? Get your all bad right, boy, right. who's Boba Fett. Because this is this is before he's a suitor. Luke. This is before Luke. Okay. So this is like Bofet, you bad boy. Okay. Yeah, some some lady. It's just some <laughs> some lady. Some lady <laughs> from a like distant planet, and she's just trying to enjoy Christmas. <laughs> she's got all our droids. No, and actually, her. in Star she's Wars, got, she's it, got six droids. In Star Wars, there's no Christmas. It's Life Day. That is true. Yeah, so we're doing so, a, a life yeah, day, we're doing a Hallmark life day. life day special. Yeah, so you have Boba Fett. Okay. And he just finds some lady who's trying to enjoy her like life day. She's got six droids to look after. It's okay. Like dogs, because dogs. But are, they're adorable droids. They are real cute. Real cute droids. Okay. They're like pre BB-8s. Okay. Where they're like they're derpy, but like not as cylindrical as BB-8. Okay. <laughs> like. They're like rolling hot dogs. Yes. <laughs> BB nineteens. Yes. <laughs> they're like they're real fucking cute. Yeah. Or BBK nines. There yeah, we go. They're like they're BBK nines. There they're we go. real cute. Yeah. And so she's just rolling along with her droids and she runs into Bofet. Okay. Who is, you know, outlaw like He's like smoking a non filtered <laughs> yeah, cigarette. Like just like his helmet just slightly up. <laughs> like, hey babe. Hey, hello. <laughs> And she teaches him the true meaning of life day. Okay. 
and boba, you know, and not normally a, a big celebrator of much right. of anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a hard childhood, from what I understand. But yeah, it's nice that he, you know, kind of he connects with somebody. Yeah, he connects with somebody, kind of out of his element, but he kind of like sheds the the armor that he places on himself, you know, right, yeah. both physically and emotionally right. to, to enjoy life day for once. I also was like legitimately racking my brain for like things that like in Star Wars they use instead of dogs. And I couldn't think of anything but droids. Droids pretty much. And like, Wook- I, I, well, like, Wook- Wookiee like, kind of. Uh, yeah, but like Wookiees are like sentient beings. Yeah, pretty much. And so like they're very different than like what yeah. we consider like dogs and stories. Okay. So yeah, I legitimately like was wrecking my brain. I was like, Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it would just have to be droids. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I decided to go uh, Ninja Turtles. Okay. With mine. All right. All right. Now I'm I'm using the Ninja Turtles are in my story for sure, but they're not the main focus so much. It's not a romantic story about the Ninja Turtles so much as um their pizza delivery guy, who he's he's in school. He's a incredibly whip smart kid. He's in his you know like early like early twenties like twenty two twenty three. Maybe okay. working his way through school, you know, he's, he, but he's on scholarships. Um, he, but he has to, you know, still work for a living. Doesn't come from a big family. He's got a lot of experiments and stuff that he's working on at, at his dorm room and stuff. And uh, are they like biological experiments or like, no, no, they're more scientific. like sci- scientific things. Like, you so know? like electricity, like he's like a sonic, like he's like, um, uh, they're, well, they're static shock. Static shock. Okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. he like has all the electricity powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. But the pizza delivery boy isn't so much that he has powers as that he's just very he can make stuff. So okay. there might be like like you know portal guns and stuff that he could do kind of deal. But the main focus is that one of his regular deliveries is to uh, this uh, business right nearby where the turtles get their pizza. From in the little vent that the pizza slides down, like from right. the, from yep. the movies, you know, mm-hmm. and they notice that he keeps like after he delivers to them, going over and like, hey, you know, I have this extra pizza. If you guys, I see you're here late working, like if you want another one, and it always happens to have an extra pizza. So they stop him one time when they're grabbing the pizza, and they stop grabbing it, like, hey man, what's up? Do you like that girl? Like, do you need a wingman? And it's like the Ninja Turtles, um, in like trench coats, trying to like wingman the fuck out of this like twenty three year old pizza dude, uh, during setting <laughs> Christmas. Um, so the streets of New York are like snowy, and there's like you know beautiful Christmas music happening, and uh, the problem is is that she, the corporation that she works for, that she's working late, is um a front for the foot clan and she has no idea she right. she has no idea like an she's an innocent mess. it's a whole mess that as things start to progress uh the ninja turtles find out that it's a front for the foot clan and they have to try to get her out of there safely but in the meantime that's now getting into their turf and it becomes like their side story is happening while this romance is happening and uh yeah i like it i feel like that would be a good christmas like a good christmas special and it would be called christmas on the half shell I hate you. I literally hate you. No, no. We're no longer friends. No longer friends. This has we're, ruined it. We're we're done. Uh, you know what? It's fair. It's fair. This is it. It's it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> I was bound to lose some friends over this. This is it. This is where it all ends. All right. So for our last part, the way that we do this is that we uh, pick some theme music and we do trailers for our uh, for our perspective uh, versions of these uh, these movies. So um, we're gonna. Pick out our stuff. Did you want to go first or second on the trailer? I'll go second. Okay. You went first. first. Yeah, you went first on the first part. So, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to pick my music and then uh, give you a trailer for Silver Bell. 
Silver hasn't seen her father since the funeral, when her mother died. Unfortunately, her father took a spill right before the holidays. This Christmas season, follow Silver to her sleepy little hamlet of Gleesburg <laughs> to help her father out during the holidays at their B&B. Along the way, she meets Josh, a single father and a handyman, and just generally nice dude. Together, Josh show, together with Silver's father, Josh shows Silver the true meaning of Christmas and what's important in life. Until a shitty boyfriend, played by Macaulay Culkin, comes and tries to ruin their party. But thanks to Josh, played by Nicholas Brandon, and the father, George Wen, and sassy black friend, Yara Shahadi, they help Silver toss off the chains of busybody city life and learn what it means to be a silver bell. <laughs> what does it mean to be a silver bell, though? Uh, clearly, it's that... What does uh, that actually mean? That means that you... What moral of that story do you get? Give up on a job that was so promising that you were being considered as uh, as a partner in a law firm, uh, highly successful, Oh no! Uh, to slum it with a dude that never left your hometown i think is that's that is another tr thing that i like really bothered me with a lot of the hallmark movies is that it's always like the powerful woman that clearly the problem is that she's too powerful and she needs to like lay back and like you know stop worrying about being successful and powerful and just like slum it with a dude that had like never you know finished high school uh, right thing. like that was always like she needs to settle she needs to settle for the dude that just like is chill, man. Like everything's fine. Everything will work out, and you're taking life too seriously. You need to slow down. And I think that's kind of bullshit. And maybe it's because I live in the city and I'm really busy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. But yeah, no, no it's, it's like some nonsense. I think it actually comes from a place of like you know that when a man has power, then that's like expected, I guess. But when a woman does, she's she's giving up on the things, the important things in life. I, right. I think there is a bit of a double standard. You get a little bit of that with men like in Family Man with Nicolas Cage, where he's yeah. a powerful guy that right. you know, loses stuff. You get a little bit of that. But I feel like just in the tropes of Hallmark movies specifically. It's always it's like, always it's always a lady that has to give up her shit yeah. for a dude that is very much not anywhere near yeah. the financial or political level. Yeah, no. Like ever. ever. Like the one we watched where she was like a high up executive and he's some like ragamuffin that's sleeping at the airport. <laughs> like, like, like legit vagrant. Like he's, some vagrant. He's a dude is that, gonna be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna steal you, fucking woman. And and they try to make it it's come off as that he's just like a, a free spirit. And I think the father played by uh, by the Fawns <laughs> in the one that we watched. I think I think it was uh, home home for the holidays or home no for the holidays. Home for the holidays. I think that sounds right. Yeah, and. uh with the woman who just wore bell bottoms. The yeah, she wore bell bottoms. She wore time. bell bottoms. It was real disturbing. The dude was literally sleeping in an airport to before flying to Denver to beg his ex girlfriend for money for to a restaurant? start a restaurant. They, um, he wanted her to like, but they never brought that up again. They never brought up that his ex girlfriend was waiting for him. Mm. 
that was a loss. Like, it was gone. It was just gone. It wasn't important. It wasn't like, they didn't, like, talk about it. They weren't like, the ex-girlfriend's going to show up looking for him or, like, anything like that. It was just gone. The only time it was brought up it was, was when, she, when she saw a picture, um, the, the, the main uh, female protagonist saw a picture, and instead of it being, like, Oh, okay. So he's got he's got some plan. He's got some lady. It was used as a means for her to be jealous. Like it was immediately used as like you know. So is it just a friend or just started asking weird questions? Like she's jealous of this girl in a picture <laughs> that she found in his passport when she was snooping through his bag. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's, Hallmark it's, movies. It's like fucking wild. There's something special. It like sh- there's no reason for her to be jealous. No. It's some so hippie chick named like Rain. Yeah. Who has nothing going for her. Versus oh, she's like the moon, moon sand or something. Or like or, yeah, it was like yeah. some like they made a big deal about her name and like how funny it was. Yeah, and the main, and then, the like, main chick was like shitting all over the fact and it didn't that she pay had a off. weird name. Didn't pay off at all. No, none. Didn't pay off. There was no payoff no, for that. None. There was no like confrontation. There was no like woman like woman on woman action about like this is my man. This is my versus, man versus no. like there was nothing. So, uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> no payoffs, um, there's no payoff for you <laughs> on uh, being on this episode besides being able to do your best uh, trailer for what was the name of your movie? Winter in Castine. Winter in Castine. So, um, whenever you're ready, I will uh, play the music. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. In Winter in Castine. Mark, I can't look at you. I'll I'll look away. Mark, a disgruntled veteran returned from war, has to help his adopted brother Noah in finding their true meaning of Christmas with the help of Christine, played by Kristen Bell. She's a shop owner, just looking to find her way in a city being bought up by an evil businessman. In this story, you explore the true meaning of Christmas against commercialism. That's the best I got. That's all you got. I can't look at you. Although I do do want to point out. I need to to point out something. (laughs) The name of the town is Castine. Yeah, Castine. You miss the opportunity of calling it Christine and Castine? Honestly, Christine of Castine. <laughs> yeah, but that's not like that's not Christmas. That's enough. very Game of Thrones sounding. Yeah, that's not Christmassy enough. Christine and Castine. That would that, be like that's gotta a, have that like Christmas. Uh, oh, but she's sassy, so she yep. goes by Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely goes by Chris on a regular basis. Yep. Where like when when she's brought up, maybe before uh, they they meet or something, he's thinking he's meeting a dude before they meet. <laughs> <laughs> before they mate of it before they mate before they mate of yes. it that's what you said I said before, before they meet before they mate <laughs> I hope I hope she's brought up to him before they mate <laughs> she's just presented nude in a room like here you go this is how you mate in casting <laughs> that is the name of the episode actually we nailed it right at the end this is how you mate in casting I'm going to see a massive jump in numbers from that town in Maine. So if you're listeners from Castine, I, I apologize. I You know literally nothing about your Please town. Please send us information about your town. Absolutely. I will talk about your town on a later episode if you, like, as a thank you. But, but like how they mate is, is how 
how they ma- how they mate in Castine. Yes, that is one hundred percent the name of this episode. So, uh, which how, how do they mate in Castine? The answer is through Christmas tropes. Christmas tropes and uh, strangely butt to butt like the end of Requiem for they a Dream. They don't they don't have babies except for in June because they all have to get together in Christmas time. So it has to be it has to be longer than that. It has no, to be like in the like middle February of fall. Or yeah, right. like, like in the middle of fall, that's when all the babies are born because they only have they only mate in Christmas. Time. Only mate during Christmas, actually under the Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> and some of them like uh, the lights being tied around their necks during mating. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It has, it's a very like elaborate ceremony. O- only the way people in casting can come is if they have Christmas lights wrapped around their necks. There's the darkness I was looking for. <laughs> right I mean, at the tail like, end. How do you come <laughs> yeah. during Christmas? I, I can only come if I'm singing the first Noel. <laughs> That's the only only way. It works. I can only come if I'm singing the little drummer boy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, we gotta get off mic immediately. Uh, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. Uh, this is the last episode of the year, so we will be taking a couple weeks off to enjoy the holidays with our family and, uh, I don't know, recover. It's it's nice to take a break here and there. Uh, we plan on hitting the ground running hard in 2019. We've already got a lot of ideas for new uh, new pitches, uh, new smacks, and uh, adaptations, side sequels, sequels. I uh, might be reboots. back. You don't know. I think I think I'd I think you should be on again. <laughs> I, I, this is a good time. Uh, we we're also doing all sorts of cool, fun shit on the other shows on the GUI network. Make sure to follow that at GUIPodcast.com. It's got links to all the different shows, uh, which after the first of the year, we'll be getting those brought out to their own streams. So if you're used to hearing. Geek Father, Beautiful Disasters, or this show, or any of the others on the network through the mainstream that Geeks Under the Influence podcast comes out on, those are going to their own streams. GUI Nights and GUI Precap will stay on the same stream as Geeks Under the Influence. Those are the little, like, add-ons to our main show. So uh, you don't have to do anything, but you may have to subscribe to separate ones for Beautiful Disasters, Smack My Pitch Up, Geek Father, uh, Smash Talk. Uh, and uh, the other shows that we will be having coming out on the network in 2019. So definitely stay tuned to our social media for announcements on that and more, including live events, uh, trivia shows, all sorts of stuff we're doing. Show trivia. Trivia's fun. You're Trivia's there most of the time. So much fun. It's oh, it gets it gets wild. You get to meet me in like real life. <laughs> Don't do and that. really like that's, that's what you're waiting for, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, if I see like sh- seedy looking dudes around, I'm like. Don't say anything. They only know you by your voice. It's going to be like a weird Tinder version of a quiet place where if you're just quiet, they can't find you. That's (laughs) okay. Um, Don't actually find me. Like, don't actually come find me at trivia. Yeah. Don't show up. It's a good time. Come to trivia and don't be weird. Um, You would least, just get to see me. Yeah. So don't be sketchy weird. You can be like like silly <laughs> like weird. Like slightly creepy? Yeah. I I'll mean, accept like slightly creepy. I did mention to the entire crowd I was going to make sweet, passionate love to each and every one of them the last Yeah. Trivia. So like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But like, you can come stare at me kind of. Like, that's okay, all right. Okay, you need to stop. <laughs> We're going to stop right there. Uh, thank you, everyone, that uh, listened to our first year of Smack My Pitch Up. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for... Dealing with the weeks that we weren't able to put out episodes as we're getting this network off the ground, we're going to be a lot more consistent in 2019 as we're getting everything settled down. Uh, So I really appreciate those that stuck with us and uh, who plan to continue listening to these amazing episodes. As always, I am Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch snacked.
GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>